he stole my money, he's not gonna steal my dreams. That my sister was behind me as my immediate family. I walked out after doing my vows. She collapsed and had a massive seizure for nearly five minutes. Oh, good God. This is the one, uh, one of the most inspirational Coffee with Robert sessions I've done so far. Hi everybody, welcome <laughs> to today's Coffee with Hello. Robert. I've got a very special guest with me today, a lady called Gail Reynolds, who's achieved wonderful things in the direct selling industry. Um, but as always, I want to talk to her about some of the struggles and the challenges she's, she's overcome. I'm looking for the human side of the story. She's done incredible things, but she started where everybody else starts, right at the bottom. So what's the difference that makes the difference? Let's hear that from Gail. I can't wait to find out. Hi Gail, welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's great to have you here. So I'm curious because um, we were just having a little pre-chat before we got started. And um, I know the direct selling industry is, um, you know, faces a lot of challenges. An awful lot of doors are being closed to it in terms of where you can advertise and, and all this sort of stuff. And we don't need to get into that. But what it, what it basically means is it can be even tougher in that industry than an awful lot of industries because nobody really wants to give you a helping hand. When it, when it comes to actually getting out there and making your mark in that industry. But you've done it, and, and some. I mean, you've, you've made a huge mark. Um, you're a mum of two, right? Am I right? Three. Three, <laughs> mother of three. Well, there you go then. So even more impressive. So mother of three, and you've managed to achieve this. I think you've got a business that turns over around about six million pounds a year, some, something around about there. And you first did that in 2011 and have maintained it since. So I'm suitably impressed with that. And that takes a special kind of a mindset, special kind of a person to not only achieve it, but maintain it. So um, I'm going to stop talking now because I really want to hear how you did that, where you came from, what, what you overcame to achieve it and, uh, and where you're going from here. So over to you, girl. No pressure. <laughs> No pressure. Well, chatting before, I said, oh, this is the easy bit. I like talking about myself because <laughs> it's easy. I can't get this bit wrong, you know, you can't fake this. Um, so really um, going back, I suppose, to my childhood, really, um, I'm one of 81 great grandchildren and grandchildren. So I come from a huge, huge family. Um, so putting food on the table was the most important part of grown up really that's what I remember the most getting the food on the table you know so actually I was brought up um, knowing the value of money the value of family the mm. value of work hard work mm. so I was taught that my mom worked three jobs so by the time I got to 18 and actually had my first child Ashley mm -hmm. you know for me it was like okay well I can't go and get a job I've got a kid I ended up on the dole um, I left school at 15, working in factories and, and whatnot, but then roll forward, I'm 21, I've become a single parent, I'm like, oh my god, this isn't working for me, met someone else, had another baby, age 25, I'm still on the dole, I've still got no money, got no job prospects, uh, I kicked him out, it was quite a, a violent relationship, may I mm -hmm. add, um, but I overcome it all, and age 25, I look in the mirror and I go, this isn't me. 
this isn't the life I was supposed to lead. This isn't what my nan taught me. This isn't the work ethics that she instilled in me. This isn't mm. the values that you're supposed to be giving your kids. And I literally looked in the mirror and didn't see myself. I saw someone else. And, and you know, when people say they have this epiphany, they have that moment. Um, and literally from that day to 31 years old, from 25 to 31, I did so much and I did it all on my own. And it was literally the kick up the backside I needed. Uh, I went to college, I saved money, I got myself out of the council flat, I lived in a nice little three bedroom house, private, so the kids had their own bedrooms. And it was then when I'm 31 and I'm driving cars, I'm going on holidays with my children, that I met my husband now, that I've been mm -hmm. with for 17 years, um, and he was my boss's boss. I mean, he was like a real big wig, posh, fancy car and everything. And here I am, you know, single mum with two kids. But those six years, really, when I, when I talk about sort of where I am now and what people see, for me, it's really important that people understand where you come from, your values, mm. you know, and the kind of things you believe in. Because mm. I believe when I've studied other successful people that actually it normally comes from being down at the bottom. Mm. It normally comes on experiencing something that you never want to experience again. So fast forward, 31 years old, me and my boyfriend at the time, we decide to move. Mm -hmm. We move uh, three hours away from where I'd lived for 16 years. No friends, no mom, no dad, no sister. I, I literally, within three months, I was totally depressed. I'd got a job. I was working 28, 20 hours a week. Kids were in school, but I hated, I hated living there. So I literally picked up the local ad and it said five words that changed my life forever. Join Avon, meet new people. And I was like, oh, I could do that. I mm. could do that. I can do it around the kids, do it around the job. And you know what sold it to me was I remember my nan having an Avon lady. I remember the, the joy and the happiness and that half an hour piece that she used to get away from the 81 grandkids. Um, so I had a real beautiful sort of memory mm -hmm. of the company. Um, and the opportunity was the right opportunity. The timing was perfect, you know, and I was in the right place. I was ready to do something. I needed to get out there. Um, and I'm, I'll be honest with you, my first, my first two weeks, I earned a fiver. Mm. And, but for me, I found 12 new friends. Mm. So Brilliant. they called themselves customers. Less like <laughs> they called themselves customers. I looked at them as friends because yeah. that's what I was looking for: meeting new people. Um, and I was totally sold. I literally, if I if I think about it, I worked it out. I was on something like twenty p an hour. Wow. You know, when I really sort of the nitty gritty of it, I was putting twenty hours a week into that business, finding these customers. Hmm. Um, and if I was like most people, you look at the paperwork and you go. Well, you've done that many hours, you've got that much in sales, and you've earned that much. What, what are you doing it for? Mm. For me, even to today, it's the same reason. Mm. To meet new people. Mm. Experience other people. And the beauty of what I chose to do meant I could also help other people, which just made it a no-brainer for me. So mm. I literally went on from that day, totally sold, loved, loved, loved it, and went on to start recruiting other people, teaching them what I learned. Um, and as I was getting better at it, so other people could learn from me. So mm. I, I kind of realized that duplication was real key. Mm. And I just went and went and went. And I thought, well, if I have 50 customers now, in a year's time, I'll have 100. Then yeah. I'll have 200. 
And if I teach someone else to do it, Sheila, and you know what, it doesn't come without um, hardships. Hmm. You know, it wasn't an easy ride, but the one thing that kept going, every time I had um, a pitfall, something that happened, and I had plenty of them, trust me, met your hmm. air curl. Um, hmm. Every time something seemed to be that barrier that was gonna yeah. stop me, yeah? Every time, I remembered why I was doing it. Hmm. And I was doing it to meet new people, and actually experience life with my kids. Because now I don't have to pay a babysitter. Now I don't have to be away 12 weeks of the year in a job that I hated and pay someone else to look after my kids. So when I had my bad days and I had plenty, I would just remember that. And mm. it would just always put a smile on my face. It's like, yeah, it's crappy weather. Yeah, it's like two inches of snow today. Yeah, no one's answering the door. You know, all of that stuff that comes with the, the job. Yeah. It never, ever outweighed why I was doing it. And that's why I think I became as successful as I was, as I, I am. It. I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, the, the two massive takeaways from what you shared so far. Earlier on, when you were talking about your background and everything, you got to a, a case, a situation in life where everything got too painful and you had to do something. So I call that like a moment of inspirational dissatisfaction. It's like, this can't go any on anymore. I've got to do something to change it and I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And it's an absolute fact that for most, most of us anyway, that pain or the promise of pain is a bigger motivator than any promise of gain. You know, we're motivated to get up off our backsides and do something if we think something's gonna start hurting. And, um, and so that's actually, yeah, totally. for, for, for people who are watching this right now or in that very position, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Use it as inspiration, use it as fuel to do what, what Gail's done. And, um, and the other thing that I want to mention as well, which is key, I think, is that I, I'm a real studier of people, which is no surprise probably given what I do. Um, but I notice when I study success, that you seldom come across anybody who is truly successful and, and experiences long lasting success if they get into their business purely to make money. If there is no passion, business is hard. Business is hard. You've got to be tough to mm. stick it out. And sometimes you need passion to keep you going. And it's my, it's my feeling from listening to you that if you'd have got into Avon purely with one eye on the money, you'd have stopped, you'd have quit. But because mm. you felt you had a purpose that was oh, yeah. bigger than the money, it was the people. You were making friends and you were helping other people. So you were doing something, you were growing into something that was bigger than you, that kept you going. Mm. So I, I, I applaud mm. you for that. But there's some, I wanted to kind of chime up there because there's some great, lessons there for people who are watching this who are maybe stuck trying to figure things out um so i'm going to let you roll on anyway i want to continue listening sorry about that <laughs> no it's fine it's totally fine i mean um would you like me to share some of those moments where i really did think it's i'm ready to quit like most people do you know i've had their moments so i can share some of those if you think that would be inspirational yeah I definitely do I definitely do. Anything you want to share, I'm all ears. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. So, so over the period of time since I started, so 2002, then I started the business, um, and it's now a huge, huge business. It sells over seven and a half million a year now. Wow. Um, and I don't, 
I don't have to do anything. It's mm -hmm. a passive income. It's a residual income. I'm literally living the dream that people think is not actually accessible. Sure. Um, and I literally left school at 15 with no qualifications. I, I'm not clever. I'm not, you know, I haven't been to university. I haven't got business degrees coming out my ear rolls. I just like people. Mm. Um, but the thing is, when you are like, I, I say I'm leader led from the heart. Mm -hmm. So I lead from the heart in my business. I don't lead from the mind or the monetary or the bank or what the economy says or what the people are doing outside mm -hmm. of my business. Don't, don't do that. I just lead from the heart. What's good for me? What, what feels right for me? Mm -hmm. And there's been moments that that doesn't serve me well because mm -hmm. I am heart led. So therefore that opens up a degree of, I suppose, people taking advantage of that. Mm -hmm. you know but many years ago I, again I had another moment where I, I I was told once the trouble with you is you live eat speak dream sleep your business and I thought I took offense at first and then I thought you know you're absolutely right mm -hmm. because it's like it's me it's part of me if somebody's um upset if somebody's not it's not working out right mm -hmm. you know I do feel part of that and mm. I don't think that's wrong. I think the connection with every customer, every client, every person that you work with side by side, whether you're selling a product, selling an opportunity, I don't care what it is, you have to have that connection. And it has to be a human connection. Definitely. I think yeah. it's got easier and easier and easier for people to just go, oh, yeah, it's just LinkedIn, it's social media. Oh, I'll answer her tomorrow. And, and for me, having not got lost amongst it, trust me i use it but i don't get lost in it um so for me it's that human connection um that i've kept from day one mm. i value the same the the person that i knocked on first and remember her name i, I remember her dog's name i remember everything my very first customer mm. but i remember the last customer i spoke to too you know and and i just think that for me that's really powerful but it can be a really um hard lesson to learn whilst you're learning to run a business um, and when I say that, I mean, we invested, uh, this will make your hair curl, we invested about £60,000 with our, one of our family members mm. halfway through our career. Um, and um, because it was a family member, because he was already a self-made millionaire, because we thought, oh, great, this is an easy way to sort of help the money grow for yeah. our dream home. Basically, within six months, he stole the money. Oh, God. Every single penny, 10 years of savings, 60 grand's worth of savings. Don't expect My kids' savings family. are in there. From when the, you don't expect it from family. No. And so it was a total like mental breakdown for me for like two days. I was like, but he's family. But he's fa he knew, he knew he was taking that money and he knew, he knew, he knew. And you know what? He didn't just take it from us. He took it from his own brother's. Um, he wow. took it from 120 other investors, 1.2 million he took, you know, so on the grand scheme of things, after a couple of days of like crying and it's everyone else's fault and a bottle of vodka, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was absolutely traumatized that this mm. family member had took total advantage of us. Um, and, and what happened was again, a moment I got up and I got a flip chart out much mm. like what you've got behind you there. Yeah. And I remember it so clearly. I got this flip chart out and I said to my two girls, I had uh, Libby and Rosie at the time at home and Libby was about 15 and Rosie was about six. And, I, and they saw me 
going through all the screaming and the shouting and it's not fair and me and my husband having arguments, you know. And I got up that morning and I thought, do you know what? He stole my money. He's not going to steal my dreams. And that's what clicked me out of it. Good for Anyone you. can take the money out of the bank, but nobody can take what's in here and what's in here. So I refused to allow the fact that he took that money to stop me from building my dream. Mm. So I went to the girls and I was like, right, what would you like? If mommy and daddy could take you anywhere on the planet, anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? The littlest one was, oh, you know, if Santa is real, I'd really like to go and see, you know, the real Santa. I'm sick of the ones in Debenhams. I know they're fake. Mm. You know, so she wanted to go and see Santa over in Lapland. And my eldest daughter just said, what did Rosie say? And mm. um, so uh, we ended up, we looked at our finances and what you won't believe is we were also in 17,000 pounds worth of credit card debt hmm. because we kept putting off paying stuff because we were like, oh, we'll give it to Uncle Simon. We'll give it to Uncle Simon. Oh, so yeah. I wrote on my, chip fl uh, my flip chart what we were going to do, hmm. how we were going to do it. We had to work smarter, not harder, but we did extend our working hours from 12 hours to 16 hours each a day. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're nearly nine, 10 years in our business here. And we wrote it and we included the girls. So mum's going to go and find 10 customers extra a week and you're going to come with me after school. All of the small, intricate details. Cutting it short, that was the 5th of January. Mm. By the 21st of December, we'd bought and paid for five-star, five days, all-inclusive holiday to Lapland. Good okay, It cost us well over five or six thousand pounds. We paid our credit card debts off and we have forgiven our uncle hmm. for the money he stole. Mm -hmm. But we'd also managed to save, which is incredible, we managed to save 20,000 pounds towards what he'd stolen. Hmm. And yet that 60 grand took us nearly 10 years. Yeah. So the power of your heart and the power of your mind and the power of the people you're doing it yeah. for, you cannot underestimate it. No, you absolutely. cannot underestimate it. Uh, most people will sit down, they will lie down and they will cry and they will go, it's not fair. He's took the money. That was my, cause it was for our dream home. It was yeah. a deposit, a hundred thousand pound deposit. We were working towards mm. for a dream home. And so I just decided, no, you can take the money, but you're not taking my dream, mm. you know, and I'm calling you, you're calling me today from my dream home, you know, and I'm overlooking hills and I've got the beach to the left. I mean, yeah. I'm in my dream home. Yeah. If I'd have laid down and decided, it's not fair. I wouldn't be here. There's, there's many, many, many stories um, that include, we got married on a shoestring in 2003. We had 12 people come to our wedding and they all had to pay a tenner for the meal. Yeah. <laughs> we were that poor, right? But we got married and I said to Brian, right, if we're still doing this Avon thing in 10 years, mm. can I have like the whole thing? You know, if mm. we can afford it, can I have the whole thing? We fast forward 2013 and I not only had the whole thing, you know, um, 125 family members, we, we hired like a, a, like a chateau yeah. and the whole of the land for the whole day and night, all yeah. the room. It was just incredible. So beautiful, beautiful kind of fairy style sort of story. Yeah. But what you don't know is that my sister was behind me as my immediate family. I walked out after doing my vows. She collapsed and had a massive seizure for nearly five minutes. Oh, good God. Fast forward that, her son, who was five, and the other one that was seven, and 125 people watching. Fast forward, 
that's that's June on my wedding day. By November, she's got diagnosed with a brain tumor. She's thirty-five years old. Oh, that's terrible. You know, and you just think, oh, you know. And again, my sister getting through that with two little boys, and she mm. had the brain tumor removed one day and was out the same day. You know, right. my sister's my sister's successful. My sister's an inspiration to me, and it's it's people with heart and passion mm. that keep me going. You know, it's not people with money in the bank and they, you know, they, they sell billions and it, it doesn't interest me unless they've got heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that spiritual connection. I think, I, I think as, as human beings as well, we're all on a different path and we we're kind of, um, we all come from the same source. Now I'm not going to get too woo woo now, but we all come from the same source and we will return <laughs> to it eventually. Okay. Um, any separateness that there is is totally perceived. That's an illusion. We're all part from the part of the same thing. Um, but the fact of the matter is that some of us have got far more awareness of that than others, and that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. But the one, the one continual theme that I see all through your story, you were saying about people used to say, "Ah, oh, you're all about your business. All you ever talk about." That wasn't Avon, though, was it? You're in the business of helping people, fixing people caring about people that that was the thread yeah. that's why you're now coaching that's the thread mm. and that so you weren't, weren't really talking about your business you were actually talking about you that was you you were talking about because mm. you were passionate about it and i think that's super cool and and, and i love the fact this this is I'll, I'll be honest with you this is the one uh, one of the most inspirational coffee with robert sessions i've done so far and I thank you for that because you've been open oh, on it and really thank you. and you, you, you're giving off a real warmth. And, and um, I know after spending just a few minutes with you thank on you. here, exactly why you've been so successful, because it would be extremely difficult not to like you. You're, you're a really special person. You can tell that <laughs> you've made a difference oh, to a lot you. of people, you know, and, and what I love about you most of all is you've been very, very successful but your focus has never really been on you. One thing I want to mention, um, burning your bridges, very important. I've got a little story of my own. And I'm going to keep this short because this is about you, not me. But just to highlight what you were saying then, when I was touring, um, I'd always wanted to be successful in the music business. I was doing really, really well. Some weekends I was playing at football stadiums and all this sort of stuff. And we, we were very, very successful, always around the world though but I'm a real family man. I love my family. It's number one. And I always remember being in a hotel room in Melbourne and my, um, my wife called me up and she'd had some cancerous cells discovered and they were growing quite quickly. Now, thank God she's still here and it was, it was all okay in the end. Um, but I couldn't be there and that killed me. Yeah, absolutely killed me. And then my little son, who's now almost 27, who works with me in my business, Tyler, uh, came on the phone and he was crying and he said the words, Daddy, why don't you live with us anymore? Uh, he just didn't understand Daddy was earning a living. And it broke my heart. Uh, I'm getting emotional there. And um, yeah. I couldn't afford to leave. I couldn't afford to leave, but I knew I had to. It took me two years. I got out. And in the end, I got out and uh, I started a small business. I couldn't make enough money, but just a cleaning business at the time. Couldn't make enough money where I am in the South Coast. So not far from where you are, actually. And, uh, and so I, I also opened it up in London. 
I used to tow a caravan up and down. I built the business, put people in place. I swear to God, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life or how I was going to pay for things. In six months, I'd not only moved to, <laughs> moved to a bigger house, which I didn't know how I was going to pay for when I did, um, but I'd also not only replaced my income, but I doubled it in six months. And the reason for that was because I had no choice. And it was that moment of, I can't carry on like this. And that's why I think I've been like, yeah. um, I don't often get emotional like that when I'm talking to people, but I've really connected with your story because I think you love your family like I love my family. So it struck a bit of a chord with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll, when we finish, I'll go have a good wow. cry. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. so yeah, no, it's it, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's been it's been brilliant talking to you about it. And I, listen, I, I mean, I, I know you've got things to do, and I've I've got a feeling we we might have one or two more stories for another one of these somewhere down the line. But what I'd love to be able to do, um, because oh. I know you've moved into coaching now, and you, I've had a look at your website, and it looks great, and. And uh, obviously it's just an extension of who you are and what you want to do for people. So I'd love if you can tell people a little bit about what you're doing on that mm -hmm. side and how they could connect with you and get some more information. And we'll, we'll obviously put it on the video and underneath the video so they can connect with you as well. So over to you again. Yeah. Um, so it was 2018, uh, January 2018, where I had a bit like what you've just explained, really. Um, for the year previous to that, I felt, do you know what, this, I'm not feel, it's not feeling, I don't feel right. It doesn't feel like I'm, I'm connecting. We went totally online in like a two year period. Um, and although it was faster and, you know, cooler and slicker and all of that, I wasn't connecting. I, w I wasn't meeting. I wasn't going and spending time with people and in their dogs and sort of holding babies. <laughs> and that is, yeah, yeah. It just sounds really daft, but I wasn't really part of someone else's life anymore. Hmm. Um, and I, it took me a long time to realise it, but it came to January last year, 2018. And I literally just woke up and I went, I know what I'm going to do. And my husband was like, what? And I said, I'm going to write down my skills. I'm going to just write down all the things that I've learned over the 16, 17 years of doing that. And I'm going to see if I can do something else and, and share my skill set with someone or other people. So, you know, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but as you write it down, you kind of think, oh, blimey, I know quite a bit. <laughs> you know, through the fact that I was skinned, I had to learn everything from scratch. Everything mm. from building a website, YouTube channels, um, duplication, online training, uh, events, everything. So as I'm writing this skill set down, I'm thinking, that's, that's not bad, actually. But how can I help others with that skill set? And actually, it was another coach that actually said to me, tell you what you need to do. You need to write down your um, awesome list. And I thought, oh, that sounds cool. What's that? And it's literally, you just write down all your achievements, all your proudest moments, mm. and you can see sort of the, the moments in your life that either made you change, made you make that decision that you thought you'd never make, or actually steered you in a different direction totally. Mm. Or it makes you, brings you back home almost. So I started writing my proud moments, awesome achievements, all of that. And at the end of it, a whole day of writing it down. And I just thought, it's got to be coaching. Mm. I've got so much I want to say. I've got so much I want to give. And I really feel like the one-on-one -on -one with coaching is 
what I feel my passion lies. Mm -hmm. It is not in the online and the, you know, all that stuff. Even this, I bloody love it. I absolutely mm -hmm. love it. Just that communication, that talk. So for me, coaching was a no brainer. Yeah. Um, and so I've got a website, just me, gailreynolds.co.uk. Um, I normally, I just chat with you for about two, three hours. We just meet mm -hmm. for a coffee, have a chin wag, see what's going on in your life, in your business, in whatever it is that you feel you need help and guidance in. Mm -hmm. And then I tend to fit that. So I'm not, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a business coach. I'm not an executive coach. I haven't got a name. I haven't got a, I haven't got a label for me. Um, and, and it's so wonderful to hear someone like you say to me that you connected with me on a level that you felt like you could share that story. Yeah. Cause that, that just, I mean, it gives me goosebumps cause I thought, that's true connection. That's, that's, yeah. that's love yeah. between human beings yeah. just sharing. And I think that is where I want to be in the coaching arena. I yeah. don't want to be another coach that gives you a system or, you know, do it this way or, oh, on session one, we're going to talk about time management. Nah. So yeah. really, I'm the type of coach, I suppose I'm a bit like Marmite. It should be a Marmite coach. You're going to love or hate me. But um, yeah. yeah, you can go online. You can go and find me on any social media. Um, UK Gail Reynolds on any social media. But yeah. my website, gailreynolds.co.uk, um, it's building. I like to say I've only been really coaching, I suppose, for a year. But mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. I do loads of guest speaking, loads. And, and again, I love the guest speaking because it enables me to share me. Mm. Yeah. So people in the audience, whether they're 14 year old kids in a school, which I do a lot of, or 60 year old sort of, you know, people that are now retiring, semi retired, mm. and they just go to a social event. So uh, networking, women, mixed, the whole lot. Mm. I love guest speaking because again, if I can connect with just one or two souls in the audience, definitely, I've done my job. You know, I, I feel like that's it. Me and you connected. And it might be one simple sentence that I say mm -hmm. that allows me to connect with someone else. And, and that's what I love about coaching. I, yeah. I absolutely love it. And yeah, if anybody so, wants to have a, a coffee, an yeah. actual coffee, <laughs> yeah. just get well, in touch. <laughs> I've, I've got mine, by the way. I'm having an actual coffee. <laughs> Well, listen, I mean, what's great about... I'd already had to, so I went for the water. Oh, yeah, good for you. Yeah, you'll be... <laughs> the half an hour would have been about three and a half minutes otherwise, wouldn't it? But, um, yeah, for any, yeah. anybody who's watching this who actually, actually hasn't really got a handle on what coaching is, I think this is a great example. It is that connection. It's about creating a life-changing experience yeah. for somebody. And as you quite rightly said, that one sentence can change somebody's yeah. life. And when you're the type of person that you are and the type of person that I am, even if, if that one sentence only changes the life of one person, then we've done our job. That's enough. That's the payoff. That's yeah. the payoff. Listen, I've loved it today. I really have. And I, 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 I'm not just saying that. I've really, really enjoyed really? this so much that I'm absolutely not going to let you off the hook. We're going to do this again in the future, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to touch base again, see, yeah, how, the yeah, going, see how your life's going. Uh, and, and I think I said to you before, before you went away on holiday, I'm not too far away. I've got friends in Weymouth. So uh, if ever I'm in your neck of the woods, I will give you yeah. a shout. It'd be lovely to meet your husband as well and uh, have a genuine coffee over the same table. Yeah, <laughs> Gail, it's been yeah, one. I love it. And vice versa, wonderful. if I'm off your end. <laughs>
Yeah, definitely. Give me a yeah. shout. Yeah, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. So, okay, look, I'm going to wrap up. Everybody, I, I really hope you've enjoyed today. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I miss being bright. I could do this all day with Gail, but I don't suppose anybody's got the time to sit here and watch it anyway, have they? So uh, we've all got lives to get on with, but I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed today, and it's really put me on a high for the rest of it too. So, uh, Gail, thanks so much. I'll see you again very, very shortly. And uh, keep tuning in for the Coffee with Roberts, and I'll see you very, very soon. Bye for now. Hey, it's Robert here. Thanks for watching the video. I hope you've really, really enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed this, then please subscribe to this channel and come back and see many, many more doing these things all the time. And if you want to know when the next one comes up, click the little bell and you'll get a notification each and every time we've got a new video up there for you to have a look at. Um, and the other thing is, I nearly forgot. If you look love everything to do with personal development, business development, and just getting yourself into a peak state, then you're gonna to wanna to get over to my free webinar training, which is gonna show you exactly the steps to take to overcome any inner barriers that are stopping you from achieving in life and business right now, and exactly what to do to get that put right and start living the life of your dreams, starting right now. Sounds like a tall order? promise you, you can do this stuff. Get across to my webinar training. The link is in the uh, description below this video. I hope to see you there. And at the very least, I hope that you click the bell. I hope you subscribe to the channel and I hope to see you back here again soon. Take good care. Bye-bye. <laughs>